It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This is the kind of game that the Magic have been building toward. Yes, there's a lot of conditions on it. Yes, we'll note those conditions. We'll note those things. But the Magic have been trying to be this team or this kind of team all season. And I, for one, am not going to stand in the way of progress. Let's talk about another Magic win as they close out the homestand in today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is March 23rd, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic defeat the Golden State Warriors in a game that they very, very, very clearly would not have won earlier in the season. We'll talk about the ways that the Magic grew and the ways that the Magic changed to get the win now in April. And why that's frankly a good thing. That's that's a very important thing. We'll get to some of the more seedy stuff at the end of the show. We'll go through the box score, of course, as your line of magic to beat the Golden State Warriors 94 to 90. And yes, we will talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Oklahoma City Thunder or something resembling them um, in, in, in later on in the show. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's uh, on your way to work, right when we upload, on your way home, we don't care. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Just love uh, knowing that there's a lot of people out there listening. And trust me, I do see you, see you all, and I do appreciate you all, and I do love you all. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart. D- don't forget, there's a lot of great Lockdown podcasts out there. So if we're not your team and you just happen to stumble upon us, welcome. It's a welcoming place. Uh, but you can find a podcast for you to search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Jamal Mosley has has always talked about a lot of different things this year. Um, and, and just, just uh, there's been, you know, we're, we're still learning, you know, we've learned most of Jamal Mosley's coachisms at this point and the things that he emphasizes and the way that he answers questions. And yeah. There's a lot of party line stuff there. You know, the Magic have said throughout the course of the season, they're not judging the season based on wins and losses. It's about learning. It's about gaining experience. It's about get, getting back in the gym the next day after a hard loss and getting back to work and putting in that work and that sweat equity to build growth. And, uh, to build growth. And it's about using the experiences that they've gained through hard nights in November and December when they just didn't have enough to, to, to win games. It's about using those experiences to be better the next time. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't know what's going on with the lottery standings and the lottery odds, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that's not unimportant. Um, it is important. Um, you know, I, I, I understand how odds work, and you know, this is still a team that needs 
uh, a major influx of talent. Now, this is not a generational draft coming up this year, but yes, the Magic would benefit from having a top pick in the draft, and they're going to have a top pick in the draft. That is secured. I'm not super worried about that at this point. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I always joke with people that, you know, you never know if this is the win that gets you the number one pick, just like you don't know if it's a loss that costs you the number one pick. You don't know. Um, and so you control what you can control. But at the end of the day, too, this is also a, a developmental outfit. This season's all about the growth and progress that these young players make. And it's not like we're out there watching Gary Harris score 50 or 30 to, to 50 might be a lot, um, might be scoring 30 to keep the magic afloat and keep the magic in these games. Uh, no, we're watching young guys. Players are going to be important for the magic's future out there making plays to win games. Just like I said, the magic 100% lose this game to Golden State back in November and December. 100%, this is a game that the Magic struggled to win. 100%, even just a month ago, the execution down the stretch would not have been good enough for the Magic to win this game either. Um, that The Magic have had their late-game struggles this year, especially against experienced teams, especially against quality opponents. Um, and this is a game that the Magic might not have finished off. The fact that the Magic scored only 94 points and still found a way to, to come out with a win, it, it, I don't care who the opponent is. Just, it was the same deal on Sunday when they held Oklahoma City to a 90 as well. Um, I don't care who the opponent is. Holding an NBA team to 90 in this NBA where offenses are as efficient as they have ever been, that is an incredible accomplishment. That is a big accomplishment. Um, and, and this is a team that's been a solid defensive team now for three and a half months, for almost four months now. Um, they've been a really good defensive team. So to me, what we saw as the Orlando Magic defeated the Golden State Warriors 94-90 is natural progression and natural growth. The exact kind of things you want to see from a young team. The exact goal that the Magic set out for back in November, to take the lessons that they've learned, to take the experiences that they've gained, to get better every single day and show it on the court. I've long said this. I, I, I hope I've been holding the team to the standard. Um, I think we are past the point of moral victories. Um, you know, I will, I will, if that's speeding the magic along their timeline faster than the team is, I have seen enough from this team to believe that that we're no longer a moral victory team. I could buy in back in November and December when the Magic went down by 25 to Milwaukee and cut the lead down to 12 and made Milwaukee think a little bit. Do we need to put our starters back in? That was the sign of a team that just didn't have enough, that often would have just one, every game would have one really bad quarter that would take them out of the game and they just didn't have enough to get over the hump. They didn't have enough to get there. So there was something in saying, hey, they fought the full 48. They took a punch. They were staggered. They righted themselves. They got back. And that was really how the whole first half of the season was characterized. The whole first half of the season was this kind of pattern. The Magic starters play the game tight. They play it close. The bench comes in. Team races ahead by 12, 15 points. Starters come back in, scramble to try and get the, get the game back under control. And then in the third quarter, either the starters would come back and make it a game, or the opposing team would extend the lead back out to 25. The Magic would be kind of running around with their heads cut off for a little while, and then slowly but surely, the Magic would would find their center again, 
and cut that 25-point lead down to 14 to make it look like a respectable score. That was almost the entire first half of the season. There'd always be, I, I, I say on this podcast, the Magic were really good at playing about 40 minutes every game. Um, you know, there'd be that eight minutes there where they just get absolutely smoked, and that was the difference in every game. You could point to it. There would always be one bad quarter, and the Magic wouldn't quite know how to respond to that or to reel the game back into their favor. And so you look at Tuesday's game against Golden State. Orlando played ex- excellent defense in the first half. Third quarter, they come out, a quarter that the Magic have put a lot of focus on and have been a lot better at, and they struggled to track down Golden State. The Warriors were able to lock in defensively, muck up their offense, um, keep them from scoring, and Golden State was able to get out in transition, get the ball moving, get the ball spraying around the perimeter, and make threes. They made seven threes and scored 36 points in the fourth quarter. That's the kind of court, and they outscored Orlando by like 17. They took an eight-point lead. They're up by as much as 14 in the third quarter. Um, in November and December, the game's over at that point. The Magic are not coming back. Whatever whatever lead they built, not only would that have continued on and, and expanded the lead out to, to, to 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 points, the game would have been over. Orlando would not have had a chance to come back in that game. They just weren't capable of doing it, and they weren't capable of playing both good offense and good defense to do that. That's, again, that's just a young team that, you know, is learning how to win and learning how to play together. But in this game, the Magic have shown that they've progressed. Their defense buckled back down. Their defense got themselves under control. Markel Fultz made a bunch of plays in the fourth quarter after struggling through the first three, got to the basket, finished at the rim, built some energy. Starters came back in, uh, and they finished the job. And it was all those little plays that, that Jamal Mosley talks about all the time, not just on the defensive end, but scrambling and diving for loose balls, you know, making those bell plays that that, that we talked about all season. It, it, making big shots, you know, Mo Bamba hitting a huge three to give the Magic a lead, uh, to give the Magic a lead for good. Wendell Carter hitting a huge bank shot. The ball moving, Cole, Cole not over-dribbling the ball. Franz Wagner getting the benefit of a whistle, for crying out loud, for a three-pointer. Um, we'll see what the last few minute report says later on today, uh, confirming that call. Um, and then Franz making just a great heady play off an inbounds pass for a dunk um, that sealed the game and made sure that the Magic went home with the win 94-90. to 90. It was, it, it, this is what a young team is supposed to do. So, you know, yes, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the lottery situation. We'll talk about that into heading into tonight's game against Oklahoma City. And, and there's going to be some some questionable things going on today, just like there's some players that are questionable on the injury report. But this was a game the Magic needed because it was a game that showed their growth. And that's what this season was supposed to be about. Why is it a bad thing that the Magic, a young Magic team, a young Magic team full with guys that are going to be important for this team's future, both short-term and long-term, why is it a bad thing that this team is playing better? Why is it a bad team, bad thing that we no longer accept moral victories? We want results. This team is good enough to produce results. Why is it a bad thing that the response that this team had to the two mo- to the two to the most points the team has given up in consecutive games in franchise history? Why is it bad that the response to that is to give up less than 180 or give up about 180 points in their next two games? Why is it a bad thing that this team is improving, is getting better, is finishing the season strong, is on a growth curve that is looking up. Now, I will grant you, 
the two the two games that I just talked about were against Oklahoma City Thunder without Shea Gilchrist Alexander and without the Golden State Warriors without Steph, and against the Golden State Warriors without Stephen Curry. Absolutely, that deserves that qualification. This Magic team still has to prove they can do it against really good teams, and there won't be a ton of those left on the schedule. You know, they got Golden, they got uh, Oklahoma City tonight. They'll play Sacramento on Saturday. They'll play. Um, I believe they go to Cleveland on Monday. That's probably going to be the the, our, the next big game that the Magic play. But um, there's obviously a lot of work to do. We're, we're, we're not here celebrating saying the work is done. The work is just starting. But it's important to see progress in that work. And that's what Tuesday's game was really about. We'll run through the box score, talk a little bit about some of the individual performances in what was really an ugly but fun game for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, let's talk a little bit about prize picks. Are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this app, and we know you will too. It's easy to use, and it's easy to play. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. How do you play Prize Picks? That's a good question. Prize Picks will offer a variety of options and a variety of, of player props, essentially, uh, to pick from. This isn't like the other daily fantasy games where you have a salary cap and you create a lineup and you go up against a bunch of other people. So many of them are professionals, and you're just lucky to make your money back. This is you versus the numbers. This is you versus the bank. This is you versus prize picks to figure out if you can win. And it's really easy to do. You sit there and you look through the games and you pick the over and unders that you want. If you think Franz Wagner is about to score more than 20 points tonight, hit that over because I'm sure that he is not over under 20, 20 and a half points or 19 and a half points on prize picks today. You want to bet that Mo Bamba is going to grab 10 more than 10 rebounds? Punch that over once again. They offer all kinds of stats to points, rebounds, steals, and plenty, plenty more. And PrizePix doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on the college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. And you can mix sports within your within your entry. So you can pick a basketball game. You can pick, uh, when football season is in, a football game. You can pick baseball. Probably not yet because it's spring training, but you will be able to very, very soon. For a limited time, the PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Let's run through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the Golden State Warriors 94-90. to Like I said, a game that I felt was a game of tremendous growth, a game where the team showed the resilience that we've talked about all year, put it into action, were able to get a win. And like I said, I believe a game the Magic would not have won earlier in the season. So to me, this was a real good sign of growth and just a really kind of ugly game. Um, the Magic only takes 79 field goal attempts, 23 throw attempts in this game. Um, so a very slow pace game. It was actually good to see the Magic play a slower paced game. They've been really good at playing games where their field goal attempts are up in the 90s, upper 80s. To win a game like this with scores low when you're not shooting the ball well, especially, uh, and shooting less than 80 field goal attempts, um, to me, that is a very good sign that this team can play and can win at multiple in multiple styles. It's, that's the sign of a good team. I'm not saying the Magic are a good team yet. Um, but it is the sign of them building something very, very positive and building something very, very good. Orlando is led in scoring by Wendell Carter, who else? 19 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 8 rebounds for him. Um, you know, when it, it, again, just a really kind of mucky game, but Wendell's defense continues to be very, very good. I, I thought he had some struggles dealing with Draymond Green, but whenever he was able to get free of Draymond, he was really effective offensively. So a lot of things to like about Wendell's game. He's just he's just been a, a, a constant drumbeat for this team and a constant kind of heartbeat for this team. And, and I think that's that's a obviously that's a really good thing for the Magic. They they need a guy like that. Um, Wendell's Wendell's had a fantastic season, a career season. Really kind of entrenched himself as a as a starter. You can go back and listen to our podcast from I think it was Monday when we talked about Wendell Carter's career game against Oklahoma City. Franz Wagner. 18 points, 6 for 9 shooting, 6 for 6 from the foul line, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Um, we talk a lot about how Franz needs to be more involved. 9 field goal attempts is not a lot. It was still the third most on the team. So, it, it, yes, yes and no, Franz got his shots. Um, you know, I, I think Franz definitely could could serve to get his shots. But end of the game, Franz was the guy with the ball in his hands. Um, he was the guy initiating offense. Sometimes he passed off to Cole. Sometimes he... He'd work a pick and roll. Obviously, we saw him work the pick and roll against Oklahoma City um, with Wendell. He made big plays and made big decisions all night long, especially late in the game. Uh, as Franz Wagner put it, um, pressure is privilege. Um, you know, to to be put to to be chosen to have those last second shots to be in the game late in games. That's a sign of just how good the Magic think he is and how good he, he they they still anticipate him being and how much they want him involved. And and, and he is getting more and more involved. Um, so again, if you're saying like, oh, they're just letting Cole kind of dribble around up there. To some extent, yes, they still are, but um, Franz is Franz is getting more involved in the offense. We're seeing a lot more kind of point Franz lineups um, or lineups where Cole is in there, but Franz is the one bringing the ball up or, initi- or initiating and organizing the offense. Um, we're seeing them use Franz as a cutter a lot more. He had a couple of assists early in the game where he got into the lane and then dumped it down to the next guy and just waited for a cut to happen or just kind of held the ball long enough for the defense to surround him and then just made a really nice pass. Franz is going to be a very, 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 very good player. Um, hit the big shot at the end of the game to seal it with the dunk um, on the backdoor cut. Just a, a really smart play. If you haven't watched that play, um, if you need a lesson in how to cut and understanding when to cut, that play tells you everything you need to know. Clay Thompson was overplaying him completely. Franz, and Clay Thompson's a good defender. 
Franz just juked him and went back door on him. And it was a great pass by Chuma Okiki to, to find him at the basket. Um, to get 18 points on nine field goal attempts is also really good. Um, so I don't think we should put that uh, by him. Fra again, Franz is going to be very, very good. Cole Anthony, 14 points, five for 12 shooting, three for six from deep, five assists, um, no turnovers for him. So a solid game for Cole Anthony. Um, again, the shooting percentage may not be exactly where we want it to be, but he was hitting his shots early. He was in a good rhythm. He made good decisions. Um, you know, again, that last play that passed to Mobamba was a really tough pass. He was trying to get to the basket. He attracted two defenders to him, made the right play, got the pass to Bamba. Bamba hit a huge three um, that gave the Magic the win. Um, so again, Cole's really developed. Uh, you know, I, I think I think it's been easy to kind of be down on Cole for the last couple months and for the last couple weeks. Um, I think it's been really, really easy to be down on him. And and yeah, the shooting's got to come around for him if he wants to have a big role on this team or have a, a clearer role on this team. Um, but he is continuing to grow as a playmaker. His decision-making is getting better. Um, it's going to be a continual process for him, but he has made tremendous strides this season, the, nonetheless, despite his shot um, being inconsistent. Uh, Mo Bamba had seven points, two for seven shooting, obviously hit the one big three, seven rebounds, two blocks for him. Uh, I think he struggled a little bit with the defensive pressure. Um, Kevon Looney did a good job being physical with him. Uh, Draymond Green got him a few times with some steals and, and, and knocked the ball away from him. So um, Golden State was, was able to be physical with him. Um, but as Draymond Green noted after the game, the Warriors were not physical enough in the fourth quarter. And that's ultimately why the Magic were able to win. A really balanced scoring effort off the bench. Chuba Okiki with eight points, just one of six for, from three, though. He's got to continue to improve his three-point shot, but definitely not shy about taking it, and you do trust him to make it. Gary Harris, eight points, three for eight shooting, two for five from deep. Markel Fultz, eight points, four for nine shooting, two turnovers for him, two assists for him. Struggled a little bit getting the magic into things in the second quarter. Golden State was able to get back in the game um, after Orlando built a double-digit lead in the first quarter while Fultz was in there. Some of those are just bad lineups that Fultz is playing with. Like I said, I think Fultz needs to be they need to, the Magic need to see Fultz a little bit more um, with the starting group and with starter-level starter players. Um, but the fourth quarter was all Markel. Did a great job cutting and uh, cutting and driving to the basket. Worked a two-man game with Bo Wagner really, really well. Fultz is a big reason why the Magic were able to win this game and able to get back in this game. So you got to give him the credit for that. Um, you know, I, I think we expected some fatigue from him at some point. Bo Wagner with seven points for the Magic. Orlando shoots just 43% from the floor, 10 for 36 from beyond the arc, 16 for 20 from the foul line, 14 turnovers for 18 points. Um, again, Orlando did not play a perfect game here. This is very much the profile of the game the Magic would lose and probably lose big earlier in the season. So you got to give credit to the Magic's defense. They give up 38 points in the first half, 16 points in the fourth quarter. They outscore goal and say 29 to 16 in the fourth quarter. They give up uh, 36 in the third quarter, really the only blemish for this team. Golden State's led in scoring by Jordan Poole. 26 points, 9 for 23 shooting, 5 for 13 from deep, had 6 assists. Clay Thompson with 15 points on 6 for 15 shooting. Andrew Wiggins with 13. Auto Magic legend Otto Porter with 14 points, 15 rebounds off the bench. And Jonathan Kuminga, rookie, 14 points, had a really nice game as well. But Orlando is able to get down and defend. They're able to limit the scoring in the fourth quarter, and they're able to get the win 94 to 90. A really, really impressive win for the Orlando Magic. We'll talk and preview uh, tonight's... Um, game that's me doing air quotes uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder um there there's 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 going to be a race to the bottom we'll just we're just going to have to deal with it um we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment but first it's march march madness already upon us the NCAA tournament already upon us there's there's a lot of basketball going on you've got to take care of yourself um if there was ever a time to recommit to your new year's resolutions to get on that bike to 
Go do something active or, or do or do something active while you're watching these basketball games. Now is the time. It's never too late to, to get back on the horse. It's never too late to be back doing the, the things that you told yourself you were going to do. And let Built Bar help you do that by giving you a healthy snack alternative and a protein boost in the middle of your day after a workout or whenever you need it. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It can replace those High calorie candy bars that you're eating every day. I'm guilty of it too. I've got my I've got my built bars. I need to go back and reach into those and grab them because these things are delicious. They're the things I want to eat, and I always kill myself. Is like, why didn't I bring a built bar with me to work? I really could use to pick me up right now. I'm gonna start doing that. Actually, I'm gonna start putting a built bar in my bag. I may not eat it every day, but I'm gonna have it so I don't go to the vending machine and get something I'm gonna regret later in the day. Built Bars are truly something you will not regret because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, so you get that chocolate fix that you need. Um, they're low-calorie, they're high-protein, so they're the better snack alternative. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macro charts, you'll be blown away with what you'll find. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, I actually saw it, it was, uh, I saw an email for this, brownie batter puffs. What the puffs are is they're like protein-infused marshmallow bars. They're delicious. They're light and airy, and they and literally like brownie brownie batter. Like I'm 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 all in on that. Um, I'm, I'm actually I may actually order some like right after I'm done here on the on the podcast. That 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 sounds so good. Essentially, what's what's great about these bars too is they literally taste like what they say on the packaging. I, a lot of protein bars that I've had in my life, it'll say chocolate chip or cookies and cream. And you'll bite into it, and it'll have that width of vanilla, and then it'll be just like, this doesn't taste at all like what it says, but it's a protein bar, and I got to eat it. That's not what Built Bars are. I'm excited I'm excited about the potential of brownie batter puffs because I know every Built Bar that I've ever had has tasted exactly like what it says on the packaging. When it says cookies and cream, I get that cookies and cream flavor. It's my favorite flavor, by the way. Um, when I get the German chocolate, for instance, I don't know if they still offer that one, but the German chocolate – it tastes like a German chocolate cake. And that's what's great about Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic back on the road. They finished their homestand at 3-3. Three and three. That's a uh, not a winning homestand, but it's not a losing homestand either. The Magic are 7-6 and six since the All-Star break. I, I told you all the schedule after the All-Star break was kind. Was not easy, but was manageable. I told you all the Magic were going to pick up some wins after the All-Star break. I'm not surprised by any of this. I'm happy with this because it means that the Magic are growing, that, that we can look at a schedule and say, hey, they should win a few games here. The Magic are doing some really, really good things, and, and, and I think that is important to note. And it's important to note that it's just something to build on. We're not here at the end of the road. We're not here saying that the Magic are one of the top defenses in the league completely. 
They got work to do to get where they want to be, but there are positive, positive signs. But that's not what tonight's game is about. Tonight, the Orlando Magic will finish their season series with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and if Sunday was any indication, it's going to be hard to watch. Um, just, just plain and simple, it's going to be hard to watch. Um, that's that's what it is. That's how it is. That's 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 what we're doing. Um, look, I, I went to look at the injury report this morning. I'm sure it's been updated since I since I opened it. Um, obviously, Lugan Stort is out with after shoulder in surgery. Derek Favors is still out with low back soreness. Josh Giddy's still out with right hip soreness. Um, Ty Jerome had a sports hernia surgery. Uh, Kenrich Williams is out with a knee sprain. Shea Gildas Alexander, like he was on Sunday, is listed as questionable with right ankle soreness. He played Monday at home against Boston. Boston won that game fairly easily. Um, it, all the soreness stuff, yeah, it, it's it, it feels like coded language at this point. Um, you know, again, I, it, for for teams that have lost the season, I'm not I, I'm not going to criticize them for holding guys out with minor injuries. Um, it's more important for a lot of these guys, especially these young players, to have healthy summers than to play in these games. I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock that strategy. I personally, I believe we've seen the last of Jalen Suggs this year. I don't really see a reason to throw him back out there. I'd rather him, I'd rather him be able to start his off season in early May, mid May, uh, get back into the lab. I'd rather him start those workouts uh, with a clean slate of health, not having to recover from a nagging ankle injury or anything like that. Um, he's dealing with a real injury right now, um, despite how active he was running on the sideline during some of those plays that the Magic were making. Um, I, I'm, I'm not against holding him out right now. Um, you know, I, I do believe that there's no reason to play players through injuries right now. Um, it's Again, for a lot of these guys, their summers are more important than these final nine games of the season. So I'm not going to be too upset. But, you know, you look at the Thunder's injury report and see who's questionable. You look at the Magic's injury report. Um, obviously Marco Fultz will be out tonight on the back end of the back-to-back. Um, Jalen Suggs is still out with a right ankle bone bruise. Wendell Carter has been added to the injury report. He's questionable tonight with a left wrist slash ankle sprain. Um, I think he was dealing with some wrist issues, uh, earlier in the week. Um, and that caused him to miss the Detroit game. But, um, you know, again, he's likely he's, he's questionable right now. And I honestly, like, I don't see a huge reason to play him. Um, although, you know, again, not playing Wendell Carter probably means the Magic going to struggle. Gary Harris is also questionable with a left knee contusion. Um, the Magic have been, flip have been flipping uh, between Gary Harris and Terrence Ross uh, for, since the All-Star break. Last night was a Gary Harris game. Terrence Ross did not play last night. Terrence Ross probably will play tonight. And, and you know, you can surmise what you want to surmise about that. Again, I I'm, I'm not going to sit here and completely criticize sitting out these players. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I, you, if you listen to me, you know me, you talk to me. I don't believe tanking is a sound strategy. I don't believe that that is a good strategy. I believe that keeping players healthy, uh, especially young players entering critical off seasons where they can really improve and grow their games. I think that's important. I think that is something that, that, that these teams should do. Um, again, is it all fudge? Is it all kind of fudgy and mysterious and weird? Yeah, the fact that you'd play uh, these guys against good teams like Boston and Golden State and not against other bad teams is certainly uh, going to raise some suspicion, but um, it is what it is. And, and of course, we'll see how the Magic eventually do. Um, you know, Just because these guys are out does not mean the Magic cannot win this game, does not mean the Magic cannot uh, get some growth and learn some things and 
continue to improve and continue to put in the work. And that's ultimately what really matters for a group like this. The Magic will take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight at 8 o'clock. We'll have a complete recap coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on on uh, on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to, subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. Get your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All of the places you download podcasts, your podcast enable listening. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Uh, and of course, for latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's available. It's available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. It's been Phil Frost and Mike. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.